0: Hello everyone and welcome to this edition of Sunday Talk. I am your host, Alexander Mars, and today's date is March 20th of 2022. Woohoo! The year is flying by already. So <clears throat> uh, my apologies for not doing a weed pod podcast. I'm still being bothered with really bad Cramps or pain in my pelvic area that has just it has knocked me down. Um, I also got my arthrosis this week, and it's just been it it's it's been a crazy week. Um, so so my joints are feeling better. The range is working on that, but I'm just still having a a lot of pain and this and that. Um, I am not going to, I know I say this and it turns out, but I'm not going to have, this is not going to be a prolonged, um, podcast. Um, I have something, my heart rate has been really skyrocketed lately and I don't know if it's because of the pain, high blood pressure, I don't know, but I will be calling my primary physician and and making an appointment and go talk to my doctor about that. That's something I need to do this week. Isn't and around, I've um, been watching it, coming back on the caffeine as much as I can, and it's just still, it's nothing, I don't know. I don't know if it's because it's pain related, I'm stressed out and all this stuff, and because like, I've been in really severe pain. Pain that should not be happening, but it is, and so, so, so people around me and my support team, my friends and my family have like, is, is the pain being caused from <clears throat> my woman exam that I had about two well, almost a week and a half ago. And I told them no because I had, I had cramps and pelvic pain before I went in and I still have it after. It's just, it just hurts. Um, a lot of the pain that I was having that my doctor told me that I would have went away and it's just, it's, it's still from that left ovary and just pelvic, something is going on and I'm hoping when I see my gynecologist this week that I will have some answers. If I don't have any answers, I'm going to be mad. (laughs) I'm just. I'm not gonna be a happy camper. I won't tell you that right now. So that's where I'm at with all that stuff. So, so you're probably wondering what's causing my heart rate go up. That is a good question. Now, I do have high blood pressure, and my blood pressure has been high. I don't know if that's affecting my heart. Um, the only thing I can think of is maybe my thyroid level need, my thyroid needs to be adjusted again um because uh, one of the symptoms when my thyroid needs to be adjusted is um thyroid thyroidism my medication if my thyroid is too high or too low it can affect my heart i'm just wondering if that's part of it um so i i have an order to get some blood work done and i'm just going to do that um that could be another thing, too. Um, i wondered about that, too, but I don't think so. I'm still going to just make uh, an appointment with my primary and, um, just talk to my doctor about it and see what, see what my doctor has to say. That's what they're there for. Um, I mean, I've had it high before. I've never had it this high and it gets really high. Also, too another thing, if my iron is really low, which it might be, it can cause my heart rate to go up. Um, so there's a lot of different variants. It's like, any, mini, mini mo, pick one. <laughs> it's like, pick one. Um, so there's a lot of different things. So I should be finding out some answers this week about some things. So. See where I'm at. Um, so I've been doing a lot of sleeping, a lot of resting, and this is why I said this is really unusual how fast my heart rate is, and this is not good. So um, I do also do know it's not uncommon for patients who have rheumatoid arthritis to develop heart issues. Um, I'm getting to that age where that could be happening, so it's something that I just need to be aware of. And I'm gonna be making appointment and go talk to my doctor. If my doctor tells me this is about COVID, I'm gonna scream. Cause oh anyway, I, I, I get tired. Just because I had COVID doesn't mean I'm gonna have COVID side effects. <laughs> it's like no. It's like it seems like all doctors I wanna do is like, oh you had COVID, let's play COVID and it's just like uh, no, there's some other factors. I have rheumatoid arthritis. I've had anemia. Uh, and there's other different reasons why it's affecting my heart. So, or affecting my organs or whatever. Uh, it's like, don't give me that. I mean, don't get, don't get me wrong. <clears throat> I mean, there's people who do develop, uh, long haul symptoms of COVID. But it just seems like, it seems like because there's been so much, in my area, people being diagnosed with COVID, and it's just like, that's the one thing they wanna like, we need to diagno- diagnose, a diagnosis, and it's like, no. I have other things that can affect my, my organs. And I'm just like, yeah. So, but this is where I need to stand up for myself and go, no, <laughs> I don't think so. And just tell them how I think voice my opinion about stuff, and do it nicely, calmly, and respectfully, and it's like, there you go. So, anyway. But, no, yes, I I did have COVID. So, hey, if you are new to my (laughs) podcast, yes, I talk about my life being disabled in America, and what I go through, especially within the medical community. Dealing with doctors in the medical community, medical industry, as I call, call it, because it is medical care is a corporation, whether we like it or not, <clears throat> and, and that's okay. Um, <clears throat> so I have uh, I have rheumatoid arthritis. I have uh, iron deficiency anemia unspecified, which means they don't know what's uh, causing it. Which I'm in the process of finding that out which my gynecologist and my hematologist, who's my blood doctor, it's a name for it, all are, they have a working theory that is being caused from my periods. And I agree with them that I didn't used to, but things have changed. And that too. I have that and I also have asthma um, I'm also dyslexic I have I have a learning disability. Um, I have ADD, and so I just talk about <clears throat> these issues and stuff that I'm working towards like my manuscript, writing, trying to get published, all this stuff. so that's what I talk about. I just and what's going on in the news ever so often but today so today I want to talk to about talking to you about um, the dark side of having rheumatoid arthritis, having RA. Since March is Disability Awareness Month, I decided to kind of focus on talking about uh, having rheumatoid arthritis and what that pertails for me. Anyway, and so this week was a rough run. Um, Like I said, about a week and a half ago, I had my woman exam they put me under anesthesia, which, because they did that, they classified it as a surgery. Um, so, you're probably wondering, well, why did they do that? Why didn't you get in office? Because it was way, way, way too painful. Um, plus, knocking me out gave the doctor a lot more mobility issues to do his thing. Um, so, I'm recovering from that pretty well. So I don't know if some of my issues with my heart is, is coming off of the anesthesia or not. It's one reason why I want to go talk to my primary and just go, hey, what do you think? Is it? is it just a side effect that just I didn't know about that's just happening? Or is it because my anemia is really low? Making my iron really low and affecting my heart, which it can? Or is this or is this causing, is this being caused by the RA, which is always possible, and going, I don't know. So, it's like one of these things, so. Um, anyway. So, once basically, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, you ask yourself if you've not really understand the diagnosis. It's basically somewhere, um, somewhere, Somehow, when I was growing up, now my original diag- diagnosis is juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. I just call it RA because it's just a lot more easy. So the only difference between me having re- between having a RA and JRA is how my disabilities, how my well not my disabilities, how my joints are deforming. Um, a a person who who gets diagnosed with RA as an adult their this their deformities go outward from the body mine go inward um they have they have a that's what they do they just mine go inward that's basically the only difference so it's like cool which i had to remind my hand therapist um, when I seen her at the end of the week. Oh yeah, I wanted to see my hand therapist because I wanted to get my sprint in, my, my improve. I wanted to make adjustments to my splint to give that stretch that I need in my right hand and, oh brother did. <laughs> oh am I getting it I'm just like oh yay so, so I was talking to her about my left hand so I need to get a doctor's order to get therapy for my left, which is not going to be a big deal. And she made the remark that she says your deformities are, your joint progression is going inward instead of outward like other people with RA. And I reminded her that I was, my original diagnose was juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. And the only difference between... Those two, is an adult, would have deformities going outward and mine are going inward. And she was like, I forgot about that. And I'm like, yeah. Like I said, I just call it RA. It's just a whole lot simpler. So you're wondering what's the dark side of having rheumatoid arthritis. Well, let me tell you. Well, one thing about having... RA, I don't think a lot of people talk about is joint progression, which basically means deformity. How much you stop it from happening. Um, there's a lot of improvements about how how to slow down the progression. Um, basically, if someone is in, like, say, their late 20s, in the time they get to my age, they're going to be off in a place than I am. Um, what has saved me over the years is the bio drugs. and one thing I do not understand is why people do not want to take medication to treat RA. I've seen this in my support groups. They don't want to take it or the relatives around them don't want to take it because they're afraid, well, you're going to get cancer and I'm almost sitting there going, oh, ready. And I get the concern of that because there is a chance of developing cancer. And having RA and cancer is not a good conversation. Not a good combo. <laughs> it gets tricky on both sides of, of how to treat it. Um, it. It's not good. I'll just say that and I understand. But what a lot of the people don't understand looking into looking after the patient or being a caregiver or a supporter to the patient or to the family member or whoever, is that the progression, once a person loses joint mobility, and you start able to see the joint destruction, the form needs start to develop whenever mobility they had, let's say, say three years and they get really, their fingers start to draw up start getting gnarly and stuff like that or they're they ha- they walk with a limp or they're just in so much pain that you know their knees starting to give out on them it, it's hard to gain back the mobility i've been there and that's why i take my medication every day and why i'm a really big advocate of biologics. Biologics have been a game changer because when I was young, younger there was no biologics. There was nothing. All I I, I had was uh, gold shots and mexotrexate. (laughs) Oh. And people talk about side effects to me about biologics. I could tell you some stuff that happened with mexotrexate. Oh my word. don't want to go back on that stuff. Yeah. I'm actually on a drug right now. I take a daily basic that it's come from, that comes from the mexotrexate family, but, um, it's formulated a lot different. And I had my, uh, I had my doubts about taking that drug. But I needed something. And so I decided to take it. um, And just pay close attention. I told my family what kind of side effects I could have with it. And to let me know if they saw any changes in my personality or whatever. Because it was listed. And... I not any. I kinda I kinda I I kinda like um sometimes I'm easily triggered. Sometimes I, can, I lose my cold quickly and I'm not sure if it's a drug or menopause or both. <laughs> I'm just like and it's not all the time, but sometimes in the right situation it's just like yeah. But I've been handling that one pretty fine. But see, they all have their side effects. I mean, even basic Tylenol has their side effects. If you take it too long or continuously, you can develop side effects. You can get pressure, You can do this. You can do that. So, yeah. (sighs) Excuse me. It's just been a long day. So so when i hear about people who are just uh talking about well biologics and all this and just so scared of it and i'm sitting there going i'm like i look at them and go do you not realize that ra can really cripple you really fast and you not even know it and you get to a position where you cannot gain back your mobility or you if you do get in a a situation where you do lose your mobility and how much therapy you're going to require to get it back it's like I I don't think this is this is why I say this is the dark side of RA people don't talk about this stuff and I think we need to talk about it RA can take away your personal dignity I mean there are bathroom aids for a reason I mean, stuff like that. Um, RA can affect your ability, to how you get dressed in the morning, or what kind of clothes you want to wear. I mean, if your fingers are not working properly, or they're really stiff and sore, you know, you're going to have trouble putting, zipping up your blue jeans and buttoning them up. I did when I was younger. Oh my goodness, did I have issues with that. People staring at me like, what is your problem? I'm like, yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, oh my word. I mean, people don't understand. It's like tying your shoe. I mean, I don't even wear shoes that's got laces anymore. I, I wear slip ones. Plain and simple. Um, because it's easier for me to slip my shoe on and of putting over and tying my shoe and doing all that. I, I have trouble putting on my socks. I'm not going to lie it's for me that's kind of embarrassing to say but it's the truth I mean eh, it's what it is it's because how mm, the joint deformities and how tight my muscles get because let me put this way something I learned in hand therapy I really never thought about it but it makes sense now if you guys remember right before Christmas before the the anemia crisis came. It was all about the hand and the dipper. Oh, that one contracture of, of my, in my fingers. It's basically a benign tumor that's growing in the palm of my hand. Temperature. I can't remember it. Okay. And I had a really good hand surgeon in my area, but I didn't like, um, I didn't really care for his bedside manner. Let's put it that way. Um, I think for people who have, who are not disabled, I think he's really great. For people who don't have any other health issues. Um, so basically, what he wanted to do, he wanted to go in there and fix it. And I was like, no. And what he wanted to go do, because basically I had a lot of passive emotion, and he was like, well, um, you have it and I fix it, you get it back with therapy. I wasn't so sure. Um, I had a lot of people disagreeing with me about n- not doing the surgery by, by him. I had, even in my, I had people around me was like, well, you need to do the surgery. And I'm like, not just because the surgeon says you need to have surgery isn't always good. I wanted somebody, I wanted a doctor that understood both conditions, not only the RA, but the other thing in my hand and going, anything that's done with my right hand, is going to be um, life-changing. And whether I have surgery, or if I have the shots, or whatever I have to do, there's going to be a lot of work on my side to get my hand, to get my mobility back. And I'm right-handed. <laughs> it's like the way my hands work, if, if the right can't do it, the left does it. If the left can't do it, the right does it. And it's just like, oh my word. Um. So. So yeah, it, it's really it gets really complicated, and so I want a doctor that understands that because what I was afraid would happen is he, my original hand therapist, my hand surgeon, I was afraid if he opened it up, and found there was a lot more work that involved, and then how much mobility would I lose? And I was just like no, we're we're dealing with my mobility, like no, 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 no. So, I am still waiting for that second opinion. That's where I was at. So the reason I went to my hand therapist was to just my um, hand split because it wasn't giving me the stretch that I need. <laughs> oh boy, does it do it now? I knew it would. Um, so I was like. Yep. So she was, so she was telling me that I, I, I need to call the other doctor, and get on their schedule, but I've got other things going on and it's just like, I'm not sure what's going to happen. So, I mean, that's another thing. That's another reason, like I said, the dark side of our eye. I mean, people were like, telling me, "Oh, you need to go. Out. I'm like, no. Um, I was so glad when my rheumatologist said, no, you're not having surgery. She was like no. She was like, no. She wants to avoid surgery at all costs. If it's possible. Now, it may not be possible. But, she's like, I want to avoid surgery. At all costs. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. And, because knowing what could happen to my right hand, loss of mobility, not taking it back, See, I talked to my therapist before I got discharged, and either way, the two treatments, there's shots I can get, or go in and have surgery, and that's going to be really commitment, and that's going to be, like, really committed to it. So... Either way, whatever treatment there's going to be a lot of dedication and work on my just to get my mobility back. And I'm just like yay. But I know this. I'm not going into blind and I knew this. Um and so and the doctor that I want <clears throat> to look at my hand, it's it's very well known. Um So than that. So I don't know exactly what will happen? Uh, I've seen people who get new knuckles and all that, and it's just like, oh my word! And what they have to go through, I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I could go through that. Um, I may mean, have no choice. I don't know. It's, just, it's, it's one of those like. Meeny meeny miny mo. It's it's like I don't know. And it it's just it's just one of those things. Um, like I said, like I said, the surgeon I was seeing in my area, I don't think understood how complex my hand is and how are are affected. And when I talk about just joint deformity is what I didn't realize, I kind of, I think I kind of knew this, but it was really brought to my attention by my therapist because we had long talks about my hand and the decision I was going to have to make, and i was still going to have to make. And she would ask me questions about how long has my hand been like that? And I'm like, years. Well, how many years? Over ten. <laughs> she was like, whoa. I'm like, yeah. I mean, this happens slowly throughout life. It didn't like happen overnight. Some deformities do with some RA patients, but mine didn't happen. It was just a slow progress of time. And, And due to my financial struggles from having RA, it was either have therapy or buy my medicine. Basically, and I chose my medicine because I was thinking of my overall health. I mean, I had this, I had my surgeon that asked me, It's like, Well, why didn't you get therapy? You could have been in better shape now. And I'm like, Couldn't afford it. (laughs) It was either buy medicine or get therapy. And he was like, Well, you got insurance now? And I'm like, Yeah, (laughs) I don't think if I had insurance, he would not be seeing me. So yeah. <clears throat> so you know, those are the decisions I had to make and it's the decisions that has gave me <clears throat> gave me pretty much my you know my independence. Well to the point I can have independence, but I'm not I'm not using a wheelchair. I'm I'm using so many aids that I have when I need them. Like a grabber when I need to pick up things. I got a socket if I need it. Um, I try to do as much as I can in the mobility of dressing, but there are limitations to my mobility. Um, I have a hard time sometimes reaching up to stuff. Um, so my left arm does it, my right can't do it. Alright. I was given an update about my cat. <laughs> Um. so yeah there's like I said there's how the former needs affect stuff. so what I was saying before I got interrupted I totally forgot I think where I was going oh I hate that <laughs> it's called life but what I was talking about when I was talking to my hand therapist was something I learned which I, I always kind of in the back of my head that we were talking about how long my hand been in this condition and how many years, and stuff like that. She was, so I was asking her some questions and she had a hard time answering because she really didn't know. Because from what not only the the joint the forming does not only affect the joint, but it also affects the muscle tissue, it affects the blood, the blood, you know, the blood vessels, it affects the nerve endings, especially the nerve endings. I found out like really fascinating which kind of makes sense in some things so I was like I was like really? she's like yeah so there's all this stuff in play and it's like well how much would I get back and it's just like really don't know um you know so it's like it's still this huge gamble it's like the dark horse, you know, you don't really know until until you let it loose and it's just like, if it's going to run the race or not. It's just like, it's a huge gamble and it's just one way of putting it. And they have people who don't really understand that, who supposedly, especially my support group, were like, well, you need to have the surgery. Surgery is a good idea. No, it's not. (laughs) I I disagree with anybody that because surgery has the risk. Um, Surgery has risk to it. And I think anybody who has RA or who's supporting needs to understand that, that surgery has risk. And sometimes those risks need to weigh the options. And you also need to know how much work you're going to have to do to get your mobility back. And if, <clears throat> if your doctors and therapists are not telling you as an RA patient or someone that you love this, then you better go get a second opinion. Because, because once surgery is done, there's no going back before pre-surgery and taking a different route. And I think people need to know it's okay to say no. It's okay to want a second opinion. It's okay to understand the choices. And it's okay to say no to something that you don't feel is right at that time for you for whatever reason. Um, like that. So, you know. And also too, I mean, you... Let me put it this way. People don't realize how much we depend on our hands when you no longer don't have a full functioning hand. Um, If I ever do get surgery on my right hand or have something majorly done, I gotta figure out how I'm gonna take my pills. (laughs) I have been trying to figure this out for the last six months and I'm just like, I don't know how. If my hand goes down for a while, how am I going to take a pill? i i i don't know how because i have trouble swallowing i don't have my jaw doesn't open very wide and where i have to put the pill in the back of my throat and quickly drink something and to get it out i'm just like how am i going to take my pill because basically i use my right index finger i grab the pill with my index finger and my thumb i put it in the back of my throat not where i want to gag and i know where to stop at and then quickly have my cup in hand and take a swish of whatever I'm drinking and take my pill. <laughs> I'm sitting there going. And I'm like, yeah. And then not only that, and sometimes what I have had happen is a pill gets stuck in my throat or whatever, due to whatever. And then, the coughing, then the coughing and coughing up music and all that stuff. I'm like, oh my word, I've, I've, I've ran into that issue without choking on them and just like, that's the thing that I'm still trying to figure out this day and I'm just like, it's like, how can I figure out to take my pills? So, that's another issue. I mean, you know, people take stuff for granted. I mean, I, you know, a healthy person doesn't think about it until they break an arm, break a wrist, and go on. I, I think sometimes people who don't realize it, you know, if you're healthy and you're listening to it and you're able-bodied, yay! You know, unless you have a broken arm or a spring wrist or something, you will never fully understand. If you have been in a position where you broke a wrist, or finger, or whatever, or elbow, or shoulder, then you slightly understand. You have an idea of what's life like. So imagine if your joint never healed properly and you had to find a new way to adapt. That's basically my life with RA. I have to find ways to adapt. Just have to, it's just, for me to keep functioning, the way I want to function, I have to find ways to adapt. This is not overcoming or the myths of overcoming a disability. There's no such thing as an overcoming a disability. I think we need to get rid of that myth right now. Just toss it in, in the trash and put it, just toss it in the trash in your mind and go, no, that is false. There are ways adapting to a disability and and having a life. Um, Some people are better doing the social skills than I am. I am not one of those people for for different reasons. But I do have things I like to do at home when I feel up to it. And I want to get back up feeling up to it. And I'm getting tired of always be in pain right now from what's ever going down with with my left ovary. It's like, I'm just so tired of it. I'm ready. And I will be talking to my doctor about that. And also, too, another thing, too, with me, I've been in so much pain, and I think the reason I had a little mini flare-up is for one, for the stress of not knowing exactly what's happening. And the pain. The pain was so bad, I think it just caused my joints to flare up and it was just like oh my word and i was so lo- i was so glad to get my rinsia cuz i tell you what after i got my rinsia i have felt better i checked my knees and boy did they come back down <laughs> my knees are my thermometer about stuff i check my knees and I, I check how they feel and and then how they feel afterwards and stuff like that now my <laughs> this is funny Now, my rheumatologist I have, she checks my knees, and she's like, well, they're fine. And I'm like, well, yeah. Because one time, I was seeing seeing her before my arincia. And uh, she was like, well, they're fine. And I'm like, I should have had her to come out and go, yeah, feel them now. (laughs) Um, Which, I was glad she thought they were fine, but they were puffy to me, I could tell. Um... This is sometimes I wish doctors would kind of listen just a little bit more and not just assume things, and go, well yeah to you they're fine because you've probably seen worse but to me they're they're swelled a little bit, and then and then I know after I I get my rinse and I check them more especially the next day I feel them and I'm going yeah they're back where they can see for me my knees have always been. that zone where if I'm going to flare up or not. And it can, so it's like my ankles and my knees are like telling me if there's something going on. And so if it just stays there, it's times when I have a flare up, it'll just stay there. And sometimes they can move up into my shoulders, elbows, to my neck, and to my fingers. And I actually did move up to towards so hard to move. I did actually uh, did do a couple tapings of a podcast, but I was just so much in pain, I didn't like how I sounded, and how I was rambling a little bit more, I was just like, no, I'm not sharing those, <laughs> it was basically me having to talk therapy, um, so I didn't post, didn't, po- I didn't post those up, because I was just like, uh, no, and so, I mean, things happen. And I and I felt that after I I sent that and I taped them, I just didn't feel like I was really in a good in a good place emotionally, physically, mentally, and I just felt like it was best. I didn't I didn't post those because I wasn't in a good place. So that was my judgment call. And you're probably all like, well, why wasn't? Well, I was in a lot of pain. Um, I did a lot of rambling. I didn't really stay on focus. I tried to do. The E.D. was active. I was hurting. I was angry. I was mad. I was angry. I was just, I'm getting to the point that I'm just getting tired of, of dealing with all this stuff. And and still not sure exactly what I'm going to be dealing with. And, and I'm kind of anxious. what um, my testing reveals. I've seen a little bit of it in the, uh, on, you know, I got online access and I read some of it and I was just like, okay, this is interesting. So what that said, um, say. Um, and then other things going on, we, the dr- the dryer went out right before I had surgery and, uh, oh my goodness, it was crazy. <laughs> We just decided we're not dealing with the dryer until until I was feeling better. To enough were, to handle whatever. Things kinda calmed down and so we finally finally got the dryer up and working. It was actually a fuse. I'm like, Yay. So easy fix. I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like Thank you lord and almighty for the easy fix. So, yeah. Um, but you know, just different things. I mean, things, things break down, fuses go out. I mean, you know. It's just one of those things. Yeah, I can tell I'm kind of wondering. But, so yeah. So how does... So how does RA affect me on a daily basis? It's probably a question a lot of people want to know but afraid to ask. Well, it depends on how I feel. So let me tell you. Let me tell you this. Since since I've been on arthritis, yeah, I've been feeling a whole lot better. Um, I get up. Um, I start start moving. One thing about my attitude has always been <clears throat> with RA, and this is what I would tell anybody with any type of chronic illness, RA, whatever you have been diagnosed with. And I think this is very important. And, I, and I've helped some people who've been diagnosed with things other than RA. And it's really changed their point of view. I mean, it's all about perspective. It's all about what you believe and what you think. Instead of not focusing on what you can't do, focus on what you can do and try to get back what you can do. I always focus on what I still can do and that has helped me quite a bit and I think it's gotten me where I'm at today about mobility wise. Now. Is it a Pollyanna attitude? No, as some people try to accuse me of that. No. It is an attitude looking at like, okay, what can I do? Or what can... Focusing on what I can do instead of what I can't do. Because that puts you in a negative attitude. And that does affect your mind. It affects your mind. which your mind affects your body and causes flare-ups. Um... When I'm in the middle of a flare-up, I count down to the days of getting my erentia. <laughs> and I do what I can do. If that means if I have to rest a lot more, which I did, so be it. If that means if I'm just able to make my bed and get dressed for the day, that's it. Um, stuff like that. Because after I got my erentia, the next day I started... Washing my laundry. Because I got behind in my laundry. So. I mean I got. In my laundry. Um. I got caught up in my laundry. I mean I didn't have a lot. And I don't want to have a lot. But it was just like. I just needed to get my laundry done. I was just like. Just didn't have the strength. Pull out the, the clothes, look through all that stuff. And I was just like, nope. But, so when I got my was one of the first things I did, I was like, I was pulling stuff out. And I was like, cool. See what I had. I didn't have a lot, which I was glad, but I had enough. So. so when I know how to do laundry is when the, my laundry basket gets starts going overflowing. But, that's that's what I did, and that was one of the things I did. Um, I'd like to do some more cleaning in my room, that's one of my goals, but the pain I've been having is just like, sometimes I just gotta lay down, it is, it's just one of those days that I just, I have to lay down, and just kinda relax, it's just been really crazy. Um, so yeah, yeah. one of the things too, I don't think people understand is I'm not like in a lot of pain when I was younger, which I'm glad because I'm on the biologics. They've came out with different medications to take orally that's helped. Um, so that's amazing. But the one thing I still struggle with is I don't care where I'm at in the month It's fatigue, I get tired really easily. I and I have sometimes brain fog. Besides ADD, I deal with different things that do affect my mind. And the and the pain. I've learned to live with pain, but sometimes pain is just pain. And I take medicine for it when I need it. But to me, it's just I find the fatigue a lot more disabling than the actual joint pain because joint pain I can work through. Um, I can take stuff over the counter for extra pain medicine. But there's really nothing that you can take to get back energy. And it's just really nuts and I just that's one thing I don't like it's just like I wish they would come out with a medication that would help with the fatigue. That's what they really need to do. That'd be a game changer. Now there is one that <laughs> they do I've seen commercials for it that says it helps with the RA fatigue and I'm like, Cool it's Like I wonder how good that is. But they show when I get really kicked out of of um RA commercials for drugs. They show people who are actually working. <laughs> um like painting or, painting or building a house and I'm like, Oh that's cool Um or they show uh, they show an, an older woman Riding in the back of a Jeep, filming wild horses, running, and which is cool. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that's not realistic. No. So before I wrap this up, because I'm not having a long one, because I, I just got a wave of pain and I, I need to get off. Do I think someone that is diagnosed in, let's say their are like 20s, say they're 25. i do believe with with a really good with an excellent rheumatologist primary doctor working together and getting on the right cocktail of medications i know people hate that term but it's it's the truth this is what you have to figure out i think the first couple of years after being diagnosed i think it's really hard for people because they're in a lot of pain people don't understand why they're in pain because they look fine they look healthy they don't look like there's anything wrong with them, and they're and they're acting walking like an old person, or they don't have that movement, and it's just taking forever. And they and they're young people just can't fathom it. Like somebody would need help, or or go to that person and go like, oh, "What's wrong with you?" I've, I've I've had that to be done. Um, but I think once. Once a patient gets on the right kind of medications, take daily, orally. You may take one, two, or three, whatever. I don't know how many. I don't know what's normal. Stuff, but. You you take that, and then. Um. And then you get on a really good. Um, biologic, I think that's a huge gameplay. I think where that, per, where that person, that patient who's 25, she will be in a whole lot different place than I was when I was 35. And be a whole lot different when she's at my age because I think there's a lot more things coming down the pipeline. I think for people like me that were diagnosed before pre I'm hoping that we we will be a thing of a past that we walk into a rheumatologist or a primary doctor and go whoa that yeah I've got other patients but they're not like you and I'm like well good sometimes I don't know I take that. I take that as good it's like good that means the new medications that are out to treat RA are helping to leave people with less disability and more functioning lives that they wish to have Now, does that mean that person who's 25 has to make some personal changes in their life? About what they eat, what they drink, watch their stress level, exercise, do physical therapy? Oh, yeah. It's not just biologic is a major game changer, but there are some things that you have to do. Um, I think personally one of the reasons why my anemia gets activated is because I don't eat enough red meat. But if I eat too much meat... My joints flare up. Um, that too. That's one of my triggers. Um. Eating certain kinds of fruits. Don't ask me why. It's something about that sugar in a fruit that I just, I have to watch it. Um. There's some things I really like. And just like it doesn't like me back at times. Um, certain spices can trigger a flare up. So if I'm eating something I'm not used to eating I'm chugging down water because I realize that water can really wash out my system. Um but since I'm on Rinsia, yeah, that doesn't happen that often but it does it still happens. It's not like if I'm off of biologic. It was while I was off of biologic. Um stress. Stress is a number one trigger for flare ups. Um I don't care who you are or what you do flare-ups. If you can control your stress levels, you are in a whole lot better place. That's one thing I'd recommend. I also get up and recommend that you get up and move around. Do what you can do. And some days, that's gonna vary. Some days, um, some days it's better than others for me, but I just keep reminding myself what I can do and when, when I want to get done. I think about what I want to accomplish in the future. And sometimes I get frustrated because I just don't have the energy right now that I want to do. It gets really, really frustrating. But it's just it's just the way it is. So anyway, so basically I would say the dark side of RA is really the the losing of mobility and losing independence. Um, I don't think people really understand the lack of how it affects personal grooming, getting dressed, doing all the basic things that you need to do as a functioning person for society. And, and taking more pills is not always the answer, you know, and sometimes going to therapy is, and sometimes it's not. Um... Stuff like that. So, I, I hope you understand that I don't try to make light of this disease, which it is. It can be really hard at times. There's times I've cried. There's times I feel like crying. There's times I really get mad. <laughs> and I just want to scream and swear at times you know just to get those emotions out and I miss exercising I miss getting out my wee um I haven't did that because it really helped with getting some of those emotions out because I could sit there and just go take that, take that. <laughs> and I kind of feel better but with stuff going on I haven't did that because I'm just I don't want to pass out in my head I don't want to create any more problems I already have And this pain I have is just—it doesn't want to let me do stuff. But I've been up and moving around to make sure I get my stuff, my steps in, and and keep stuff clean, and still making my bed and all that good stuff. But RA is really overall—I would say it's not only that; it can affect, it will affect your joints, and then eventually, at the age, at the stage I'm in. I sometimes wondering if since what the immune system has been attacking for most of my life is getting wear down and I wonder sometimes if it's gonna start attacking my organs. It's a possibility. And that's that's one thing that I'm really concerned about. Um I've seen different things where a lot in my support group that what they deal with besides RA and it's just like yeah so it it gets hard and it gets difficult and I, I don't think people really understand how difficult it can get and how just doing simple things just takes a lot of work and a lot of effort and you come home and that's about it you're, you're done for the day or like going to the grocery store or doing doing a few loads of laundry, or washing the dishes. Um, trying to keep uh, your home free from clutter. You know, this and that. So it's just it gets hard and it gets difficult and. And then some of the people in the comments, well, well, you're fine today. Well, yeah, I'm fine right now, but I don't know how I'm going to be two hours from now or three hours or the next day or tomorrow. You're actually seeing me on my good day when I feel capable of being out in the public and just want to be out. There's days that I stay home because I don't want to deal with people. <laughs> or if I go to a grocery store is because I have to go. You know, it's just one of those things. So anyway... So alright, I am gonna let you guys go. I know I said that a few minutes ago, but I got on to know Rabbit Home. I am really Yeah, I, I, I need to quit sitting and stretched out. So I will keep you guys updated. Um at this point will there be a midweek's episode? I don't know. Um I like to do one. I I don't know. It just all depends what goes on this week. To be honest, that's where I'm at. So, I like to work on some other things I need to get done as well. So, I am going to go ahead and let's. so, I'm going to go ahead and just um, just call it quits for today. Um, thank you for listening as always. If this has been helpful to you or you know someone that has RA um, please share this with them. I would very much appreciate that. As like always, you can contact me at alexandermars, the writer at aol.com. You can also look at my website, alexandermars.com. As, as well, you can hit contact and fill it out and I will definitely get it. Um, you can also catch me on Twitter at am storytelling, And you can also send me a message if you wish. And I'm also on uh, Facebook as well as Alexander Mars. So, that's it, and I will catch you guys on the other side of the moon, and doodles!